do 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 cue intro music welcome back to sorry we're open i'm Lindsay and i'm jess and here we are Guys, we got intro music. Shout out to Emily. You're a freaking rock star. It came out so good. <laughs> We're so excited about it. Honestly, I know you all are so excited that you don't have to hear Lindsay's version of our intro music I, anymore. I think that I, not that I'm better than what Emily did, but like I am, you know, I, I feel like it's just more personal and you get a new experience every time. So maybe <laughs> I'll keep doing it. <laughs> a second intro music after our intro music. Yeah. Well, For sure. Well, here we are. Season two. Uh, Justin, I don't know. I, I This is like really exciting for us. I don't know. I didn't really expect it to go this far. You know, someone asked me today. They were like, when's the new season coming out? I was like, Sunday. <laughs> you were like, oh my God, we have a fan. <laughs> I was like, this is so exciting. Yes, we have a lot of um, cool episodes in the pipeline for this semester, but as usual, we're always looking for new friends to come on the podcast. And an exciting podcast update is that Lindsay and I have submitted the podcast to present at a podcast festival. So we'll keep you updated. So yeah, and we'll do. We're supposed to. Be, wow, English is so hard for me right now. I just had coffee, so I'm feeling a little bit jittery. Oh, um, but feeling great. But. One of the things about the podcast festival is we have to do a live recording, so I think that defeats the whole goddamn purpose of a podcast. Well, no, a lot of podcasts do live shows. Like, I know that, like, um, what's that? Girls Gotta Eat did a live show, and... Um, Does that not, like, raise your heart rate? Like, even just thinking about it, I'm, like, taking my pulse right now. You can't see it, but... <laughs> no, I like public speaking, so it won't bother me at all. Okay, well, that makes one of us. Cool, 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 cool. I wish you all could see our attire right now. I'm in like a weird bougie sportswear and Lindsay looks like she's in a fraternity. I, <laughs> I'm i wearing like my new brown Doc Martin boots. I'm wearing a men's shirt from American Eagle. And currently I'm wearing my hat backwards because I needed to wear a hat today because my hair was disgusting. But it just it, it's the way the headphones fit. I couldn't wear the hat forward. Anyway. <laughs> this is so on brand. Yeah, very. Um. But another new exciting podcast update is a new segment. A new segment. We thought this one up in a... I don't even know where this one really a, a came from. A drunken stupor, probably? No. You know who inspired this? Maggie inspired oh, this. Oh, yeah, she did. Okay. So Maggie was feeling like an old person because all the young kids... It's like TikTok. I don't understand this. Um, but so this... A bunch of people kept saying a word. I don't remember what it was. And she was like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to Urban Dictionary it. Right. So here we are. So we're going to need to come up with a name for this segment. <clears throat> but basically what we've decided is every day, not every day, every time we record the podcast, we're going to see what is trending on Urban Dictionary. And we're going to take like the, the top couple ones and we're going to switch on and off. So today I'm going to be, you know, asking Jess the word and she's going to have to define <laughs> define the word. And I'm laughing because I'm like looking at the list right now and I have no idea what like half this shit is. So and I've been feeling pretty old lately, and I'm not up with the, all the trends of the kids, so I yeah. think this is going to be pretty ridiculous. This is going to be good. Um, <clears throat> so this is the number one trend on Urban Dictionary right now as of January 23rd, 2020. 
sexual napalm. I'm sorry. Could you please repeat that? <laughs> I can't use it in a sentence because I don't know. Actually, I could. Sexual napalm. Do you, sh- Do you have a sentence? Yeah, they give you a sentence. Should okay. I, should yes. I read the sentence? Mm-hmm. I don't. I might defeat the purpose. <laughs> well, maybe it'll give you a little bit of context. Because right now, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I can't even read this out loud. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, that girl is like crack cocaine to me. Sexually, it was crazy. That's all I have to say. It was like napalm, sexual napalm. Did you ever just say, I want to quit my life and just fucking snort you? What, what? the fuck? No, I that didn't help at all. <laughs> so my guess about sexual napalm is like... Napalm. Like napalm? The, like the airstrike? Like a napalm strike? What? Oh, Jessica. I like don't even have clearly, a guess. I was going to say, you didn't have brothers. I don't know. I grew up playing Call of Duty. So like, yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Is it... Okay, so you're giving me a little bit of a hint there, something to do with a stripe of some kind of, like, like I don't have a guess. Like you gotta get guess something. Okay, I feel like so it was compared to coke. Um, yeah, so that's basically what. It like is. when you have a really striking sexual experience. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite. It's a sexual hold a woman has on you, similar to being addicted to drugs. It can oh, be- like a voodoo clam. Yes. Oh, <laughs> synonym voodoo clam. Yes, Got it. Yes, it can be positive or negative depending on your view. Okay, also voodoo clam. Okay, okay. would you like to define voodoo clam for the audience? You can define voodoo clam. I think we should, you know, refer to our good old friend Urban Dictionary about this one. Probably, yes, okay, yes. Okay. All right, let me, let me see. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so the this is the top definition on Urban Dictionary. <clears throat> voodoo clam pussy that actually turns men into crazy desperate monsters <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome let's uh, this is a whole long sentence i'm not gonna read all of that um okay so this is what i would th- okay i feel more connected to this definition <clears throat> bomb ass pussy when they keep coming back to you no matter what because your pussy is so fire they can't stay away i feel like this definitely is the same as sexual napalm more or less, yeah. I think definitely synonyms. All right. Yes. Good to know. I'm glad we um, really have cleared up. I was just saying, I'm glad we cleared the air on that one. Perfect. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. Great. Next so, word. <clears throat> I'm never going to use sexual napalm in my life. Uh, Slagathor. I've. <laughs> Could you give me a sentence? Is this one too inappropriate for the airlines? Yeah, I, this is not happening. <laughs> All right, next. No, nope. <laughs> I probably should have proofed these words. Yes, why did you check the words? <laughs> <laughs> this one I can't say out loud, but it's a slunt, a half slunt, a half C word. <laughs> okay, um, pork and beans. I'm going with that one. Pork and beans. Those mm-hmm. are two foods that are typically eaten together. Yeah, no. Okay, could you lose it in a sentence? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, I feel like it's probably a TikTok dance. You would think, however, it's not. Uh, or maybe it's um, is it a sex sex position? No. I'm out of guesses. A See, drug? No. See, uh, apparently, it's one of the many areas in Northwest Miami you want to stay away from. It got the name because the houses were like. Orange resembling pork and beans. And the other houses had like green doors, so they were like pork and beans. 
that was I don't I don't know about that one. All right, one more. Okay. <clears throat> okay, stoned pony. Well, the stone pony is a um like a concert venue, but the stoned pony yes is when people are stoned at the stone pony. That was a good one. No. Damn it. <laughs> um, it's like being on your high horse, conceited, snobbish, acting as if you're better than everybody else. Oh, like I kind of like that. I might yeah. start using that one. Get off your stoned pony, Cassidy. <laughs> that that was in a sentence. All right. Yep. I think this is good. All right. So give us some feedback. If you're into this segment, we'll keep it going. Um, you know, we wanted to come up with something fun and new. So next, would you like to introduce our segment, Lens? Keg stands. At least I could sing one thing. You yes, know? I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Um. So this week on keg stands, we are talking about dating apps. All the dating apps. All of them. Tinder. Tinder. I, I was gesturing you to do the next one. But oh, Hinge. Okay. Yeah. Bumble. Grinder is one. Grinder is one. Her is another one. Okay, Cupid. Eharmony. <laughs> Christian Mingle. It's like a oh, there's um. See, I don't know if that that is are those apps though. I think they're. I just, think they've probably been turned into apps. Oh, true. Everything is an app nowadays. Um, what other? I'm sure there's a. Oh, oh, J Swipe. J Swipe. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and like there's a there's a farmer one. Isn't there like a farmer's oh, dating app? Probably. It's Farmer's Dating Only app is what it's called. Oh, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but so there's a lot of different dating apps out there, but I feel like the most popular, at least in, so I will, I do have a hinge. My friend Christina made me download it this summer and I was like, first of all, I hate, I think dating apps are stupid. So that's where we start. And maybe I'll think they're less stupid when we're not in college. But right now I'm like, I'm not like, is it weird for me to swipe or like whatever? On someone I go to college with, like, that could be kind of weird because then you have to see them out and then it's like, oh, God. Right. Or, like, someone you barely know. Yeah. like, But, like, you know, like, a, a little bit, like, your friend is friends with them or, you know, yeah. you're, you have class with them. So, when they set up my hinge, Christina actually made my hinge for me. And so, I was like, okay, this is weird and embarrassing. I hate dating apps. But the thing I like about hinge is that you do get to, like, put a little bit of your personality into it. As, How so? As, well... You Be- feel- because I don't, I don't have a hinge. Well, Lindsay, I feel like you would like hinge. So basically, I it, probably would. you have like four or five pictures and it says like how old you are, um, where you're from, your height. Um, you can also put if you have like, you're like, you don't drink or I'm you don't sure smoke. all the boys lie about their height. Sure, they're all Sorry, six men. one. Yep. <laughs> and then you get to, there's like a variety, you get to pick like three questions to answer. So like one of my questions is the, the prompt was like, what if I told you that? And my answer is that <laughs> my signature dance move is the jazz square. I'd be embarrassed to be seen dancing with you. Okay, I think I was voted the best dancer. Um, <laughs> the second one is like, what's your life goal? So I answered that. And well, then, what is your life goal, Jessica? Well, my life goal is to get my PhD and help young children and their parents who struggle with ADHD and autism. I knew that. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> and then my ideal first date, which is tacos and margaritas, because I love tequila. Oh, that's cute. That's a good one. Yeah, So then there, but there's like a lot of different questions. Right. So I think it like makes people a little more like you know right as opposed to tinder where it's like it's like you're hot don't swipe right if you're ugly yeah like <laughs> like literally like i think i've come across a profile it was like no uggos or fatties and like people are like 
fat shaming on Tinder. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, but I think what I like about Hinge is also these, like, give people, like, so, like, when I was forced to use it this summer, I would, like, try to, like, always like something somebody said. So, like, this one guy had, like, a picture of him diving, like, scuba diving. So, I, like, liked it and was like, oh, where is this? And then it happened to be summer where I've also um, been scuba diving. So, then we, like, had a conversation about that. Honestly, I was in no way looking to actually go on a date. It was just like, maybe I should see what this is like. It was scary and weird, and I don't like dating apps. I was going to say, have you, so you haven't met up with anybody on no. a dating app? I'm like one of those people that, like, that's like, so scary until, like, and I, like, interact with plenty of people at college. So I was yeah. like, mm. no, it's, yeah. No. You can ask my friends. I'm vehemently <laughs> against them. Christina literally forced me to get one. Um, but then the other, Tinder. So I recently discovered that my profile on Tinder still exists. Love that for you. Um, Everyone uh, guess what happened. You have three seconds to guess. Three, two, one. So I'm like, if you don't know, I'm an RA for freshmen. And yesterday I'm like in my room and someone's like using my printer. And he's like, Jess, I found you on social media. And I'm like, hmm, that's odd because... I don't let any of them follow me on Instagram or on Snapchat until I'm no longer their RA to keep, like, a good boundary. And he's like, no, I found you on social media. I'm like, literally, where? (laughs) This kid found me on Tinder. (laughs) Mind you, I thought I didn't have a profile anymore because I don't have the app. Apparently, I do. No, yeah, you need to, like, turn it off. And he screenshotted it and sent it in their group chat without me in it. And I was like... And then I got a text from Jess's, uh, another RA that Jess is friends with... She texted me in all caps, like, Jess's resident founder on Tinder. I was like, this is the best day of my life. And, like, you know the Tinder's old because it's a photo when I have long hair. I haven't had long hair in, like, an eon. Yeah. But <laughs> I I hate Tinder. So I re-downloaded it just to read some of the most atrocious things that have been sent to me on Tinder. Let us. So, first of all, that's why I, you- I think Tinder is, like, gross. Oh, it's very, um, like, superficial and... I, I like Hinge because you it prompts you and you could write stuff. But, you know, Tinder, you only have a bio, so you have to think of, like, something witty or creative for someone to, like, message you about. And then if... But most people don't even do that, and they, like, slide in with a, a cheesy pickup line. Or something gross. Olivia said yesterday someone literally texted her and was like, let's have sex. Like, that was their opening line. Okay. <clears throat> That's why you don't go on Tinder to find men. I've never had that happen with a girl on Tinder. So. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> my Tinder Just bio, saying. wow, this Women. thing is so old. And mine is Pugs Not Drugs, which is like, I have that on everything. Obviously. Um, but let's let's read. One time a kid wrote me a poem. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, that would, I would love to. Okay, this says, oh my God, I don't even know if I should read this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not. Would you like to read it out loud? It's from a a man's name, Jake. Yo, it's Jess. You better not mess. She's the best, I must confess. My love for her chest. Other girls rate less. I'm on a quest to take off her dress and kiss her breasts. Hey, yo, it's Jess. Like what? And you didn't respond to this masterpiece? I did not respond, Lindsay. First of all, like, it started strong. If he hadn't immediately insinuated that he was going to take off my clothing, we maybe have. Like, I'm uncomfortable. And also, then I look at his pictures because I'm like, okay, like, let's let's see if, if, like, you're hot enough to say something like that. No. No. (laughs) I don't 
know if anyone would be hot enough, but here's a picture of him with his, like, fucking cat. Is that like a pillow pet? Yes, a cat pillow pet. I was going to say, it's, that's not like a... Sir, I'll be his cute pictures of his dogs, which is probably honestly why I swiped. Oh my God, a lot of dog pics. That's probably why I swiped right. But my point is, <laughs> why are you... Like, I don't like the overtly sexualized comments. Like, that doesn't... that makes, No, it's not attractive at all. Like, Linz, as you are avid on the dating apps, what is your... I'm like, not avid on the dating apps. I feel like you're the only person I know who, like, uses dating apps. Like, no, I don't use it. I go on it for fun. Okay, so when you're on it for fun, because you've got on actual dates, right? Like, one. Was it successful? Um, it was... It, well, it was, it was at Lehigh... And so we went to go get ice cream, and we were there for, like, two hours, and it was incredible. Like, we talked the whole time. But then I, like, realized she was just, like, a homie, and I, like, didn't really want to, like, kiss her. I Like, we did. We, we kissed. But, <laughs> but but then it, like, didn't really go anywhere after that. But now we're, like, friends, and I when I see her around campus, we're like, hey, what's up? And we always catch up, and, you know, she always has good things to say. So. Okay. So you made a friend. I made a friend, yeah. Okay, but what's your go-to line when you, like... Because I'm going to be honest, I've never, I don't think I've actually ever been the one to initiate it. So, so I normally don't unless I'm like, wow, this person is the love of my life. And in which case I do message them first and then they don't respond. <laughs> really, really quick sidebar. Found this girl, thought she was the love of my life. I texted all my friends about it. We planned this whole Pinterest wedding. And then I was like, okay, guys, like I have to like message her first. So I messaged her and she didn't answer. So... She lost out on a really chic rooftop wedding. Oh my god! It like there were jumpsuits. There was a beautiful rooftop bar. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. girl really missed out on a great but, wedding. <laughs> but I think from the other person's perspective, I I also don't normally message people first. Um, in in my bio, it used to be like send me music. So a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some oh, that's people, a good one. Oh, some people would send me good music, and so then we talk about that. Um, but recently, like, you know, the best conversation that I've had started was, cause you know, you can have an anthem on Tinder. So mine is by the band Camino. Oh, great um, band. And yeah, exactly. And someone's like, I love the band Camino. And then we talked about that and we talked about music and then we got into it, but it was really cool. Um, so I think that's how it starts. Um, like right now my bio is something stupid. Please read. <clears throat> Hope you don't mind a liar. Five, two and a half, but my license says I'm five, three. I'm like slightly embarrassed to be in your it's presence. Kinda, it's kind of funny. Do people reply to that? Do people make hate jokes? Um, no. Mm. I have. Well, I haven't really been on it since I changed it. I, I, I yeah, I. This is the first time I've been on my Tinder, and since the Cardi B competition, yeah. which is the only reason I got a Tinder. Right. So we had like this competition at school who could get the most swipes or something on Tinder. So everyone downloaded it, and that's the only reason I have a Tinder, which is why I was so surprised when my resident surprisingly found me on right. Tinder. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing about Tinder is, especially, like, when you're on Tinder for, like, women, mm. <laughs> there are <clears throat> approximately nine girls. Six of them you know. <laughs> three of them, three of those six you've already hooked up with. And the other three are, like, friends who you would never consider hooking up with. And then the last three are just, like, random people that you're, like, oh, my friend or, like, your ex or whatever was, like, hooked up with you. Mm. So, you know everybody on there and you're, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I remember when I joined (laughs) 
our sorority. I found one of my sorority sisters on Tinder, like, immediately after I joined the house. And I was like, oh, my God, she's my sister. Panic, 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 panic. I, like, immediately, like, deleted the app. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go, like, die now because this person can't see me on Tinder. I mean, I was a freshman at the time, so, like, it makes sense. But, makes sense. But then, like, you just, you see everybody you know, and you're like, well, this is, this is fun. And then there's always that one surprising person, like, oh, I didn't know you were gay. Or, like, sometimes I do it back in my hometown. I'm like, yeah, I knew you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew it. And then there's, oh, oh my God, there was this one time, this girl who, like, no, was on there looking for a third for her and her boyfriend. I was like, honey. Oh, I don't like that. I was like, honey. <laughs> Wait, have you used any other dating apps besides Tinder? No. All right, so I had a brief stint on Bumble. Oh, my gosh. And it was again, Christina. So you're on all the dating apps, and you're and you tell me I'm an. I don't. Have, I literally don't have any on my phone currently, except when I really downloaded Tinder so you could read the poem. <laughs> um, no. So Christina, this was like junior year of high school. Makes me download Bumble because they're like, you're gonna get out there, and I was like, because all my friends had like, like boyfriends or like my two two of my closest friends in high school had boyfriends and like whatever. They're like, all right, Jess, like we're gonna go on dates, and I was like. Okay, so Christina made me download Bumble. But then that I don't like messaging people, so that's so scary. Because you're like, you have, as the female, have to be the one to message first. You, okay, first of all, you don't. No, on Bumble, that's how Bumble works. The girls have to initiate the conversation. Since what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? Is there a reason for that? That's what the, so the whole company is like female like empowerment and females being like in control because the whole thing is that like tinder's gross right so right. they were trying to make a dating app that was less right um because then you don't get those messages or like, yeah because like I, like i mean theoretically you could i've never i that's not for the method i have used but <laughs> theoretically i guess but but see i feel like it's so like low pressure to message someone on a dating app because like you don't know them and like the worst they could do is not answer I don't know, man. I just, it, it makes me anxious. And then I'm like, oh my God, what do I say? Like, do you want to be witty? Can I just say, hey? Because like, if someone messages you, hey, on a dating app, you're like, I don't really want to answer them, to be right? honest. Okay. So then you're like, all right, you have to come up with something witty. And then you have this whole pressure to come up with but something witty. It doesn't need to be witty. It could just be something on their profile that you thought was interesting. But that's why I like Hinge, because like, it's like right in front of me. Like, even if I don't like, I don't know, baseball, like I can still like that and be like, oh, I went to this Yankee game one time when I was seven. Like. Theoretically. Right, yeah. But that's why I think that that Hinge is good. And I think Hinge is like an adult dating app. Dating app. Like, Tinder feels like a freshman year in college dating app. Yeah. And Hinge is like, I'm a post-grad who's like <laughs> looking for someone to cook me yeah. eggs in the morning. Yeah. Like, kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but what I really, and I think part of my thing about dating apps that I really don't like is I feel like it like s simplifies people. And I I feel like that takes away from the experience of like, person like even with hinge that's adding like these words to make you more than just photos like i think you're missing a lot and on a dating app it like it takes all the complication out of people and like puts it into like five things and i i don't really like the way that feels right but the thing is like how deep do you want to get to know a person before you decide that like you want to speak with them you know i don't you know i don't know but like think about it so like this goes back to like the whole like showing your best side, like, the front stage of your identity. Like, when you show your best, like, that's what dating apps are. I pick the picture that I look the best in, that my hair looks perfect, that I did a great job on my bronzer. Like, you pick that. You 
you write like all like okay but see but see but you like on on my tinder profile anyway that i haven't used in forever there are like funny pictures of me that i think try to showcase more of my personality and where you know i don't but i feel like that might be unique to you because i feel like most profiles you see like I just opened my Tinder from like literally sophomore year, I guess, and the, all the photos. I'm like, that was my favorite photo of me, right? Like, obviously, I picked that one and didn't pick like the one I'm like eh, in. Obvi- no, obviously, but then you know, I don't know. You could still pick fun personality ones. I put a meme on my Tinder. Oh, you you cute. Yeah, I, it's a really stupid meme. I'm, we should post it on the Instagram <laughs> um, when this comes out. But it's anyway. But I I think. I, I guess it's what you put into it, kind of, that is what you get out of it. Because if you want, like, more quirky people, you could kind of showcase that side of you, in my opinion. I don't know. I just feel like we rely too much. I feel like this is, like, a little bit of, like, a grumpy old grandma opinion on social <laughs> media. Is like, why can't we just go out and talk to someone? Why but do I how have do you... to put it on my screen? Yeah, well, how do you do that? I mean, I feel like bars are a natural way to meet people. Right. Or, like, book clubs. Or, like... Right, fucking if, adult dodgeball, okay? Like, like I mean, my my like my big's big is um in like a clubs a, an adult club soccer league and that like a real person adult soccer league, and that's where she's met like multiple guys that she's gone on dates with. Like, I feel like that is a more effect. Like, I don't know. That feels more natural and more authentic. No, to me yeah, than, because you already have something in common. Absolutely, but there's so I agree with you. I'm just um you know mm-hmm. for the sake of having a conversation. Like, there are people who aren't that outgoing or, like, don't have specific passions that involve other people. You know, maybe their passion is, like, painting. I mean, I guess you could paint, like, with a group of people, but sometimes some activities are more solitary. And so it doesn't really lend itself to having, like, those types of experiences. Do you but, know like, are those people going to go on, a, like, a dating app? Like, I, That's I consider myself, like, a huge extrovert. Like... But I hate, date, like, dating apps make me, well, like... It, it is, it's an uncomfortable experience. Like, yeah. I find it so uncomfortable. Like, I could talk to the coffee that you're drinking right now for at least 20 minutes. And I, like, get on there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. When, like, I can have a natural conversation in person. So I think it just, like, why... I, to me, it's like, why do we have to rely on, like, a piece of technology that matches me based on how hot you think I am? Like... Right. No, I agree. Because even if the guy on Hinge is like, oh, my God, she's so quirky and fun. She likes margaritas. He's not liking me unless he thinks I'm attractive. Like, it, like it all goes down. Like, no matter how um, we try to like include the whole person in these dating apps, the, it is purely based on attraction. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. this guy does not fucking care that my goals are to be blank, blank, blank. If he's not attracted to me, so it's basically the same fucking shit. Even if you're like, even if you're trying to make it like more holistic, like no. This guy is liking at me because he thinks I'm hot. Like that's right. it, or he's not liking me because he doesn't think I'm hot. Like right, and and then it's just a plus that you know he maybe also has similar interests in you. you I know just think I'm it's saying? superficial. Like I think dating apps are really superficial. Absolutely, but sometimes you know people use them just to like get laid. I mean, I fair, I, and yeah. that goes into the whole hookup culture that are like right. your twenties are right. But I have met people, you know, who have been in law I mean actually that relationship isn't great because like he kind of sucks I was gonna say I'm you know they're they're getting engaged like they're gonna be married um and they met on tinder but it's like I don't know I I don't know I just feel as though like as I grow as myself as a person and as I develop these friendships like 
I feel yeah. I I feel like we have enough mutual friends to like introduce you to someone that I know, or you know what I'm saying, like to meet people anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's hard to like. I don't know. It's hard. I think it hurts my like journey in being the most authentic person I can be because then I feel like, and I think it really impacts how someone feels like I think the dating apps can have similar to all social media platforms where they really impact how you feel about yourself and like oh absolutely like I like I just I watched I watched um a video today in in class and it was really cool but it was it was saying how this generation is more depressed and more anxious because of these social media apps and because of this ability to like put a filter on our lives our lives and make everything seem better and make ourselves seem more attractive and you know then we get depressed because we're not getting swipes on tinder you know what i'm saying or Mm -hmm. like crazy shit like that but that's the whole social media aspect oh i totally agree yeah i I just think it's like it's just interesting to think about like what how like i don't know if they could be improved because technically a hinge is an improved version but i don't really know if you know hinge really gets away from the things that i hate about dating apps right and then you know you're like oh well what if we just got rid of pictures and then but you have time, like you have. But at the end people. of the day, you need like you need a picture. You, yeah. you like, because at the end of the day, even if we're all like, I'm all about holistic people. I look at a whole person. If you're not innately attracted to them, right, you're not going to want to go on a date with them because yeah. you know there's the whole thing where one of our friends, you know, always said like this guy was so nice to her, so wonderful, like like he was her perfect personality match, but she just wasn't attracted to him. And like at the end of the day, she couldn't, she didn't want to be romantically involved with him because of that. Yeah, I've dated guys. I, I dated this one guy, sophomore year of high school, purely because he was nice to me, asked about my day, and had a good taste in music. The bar was set so fucking low. I was not attracted to him at all, and I feel, you know, like, we dated for like three months, and I was like, why am I doing this? But, you know, as a 16-year-old, you know, that kind of thing happens. But Yeah, so if you have thoughts on dating apps, or dating apps you love, horror stories on dating apps, if you have any weird-ass poems that people have written you... Hit us up. I want to know, like, the weirdest thing you've been sent on a on a dating app. Yeah, like, I want the weird poem so I can read it on the air. Because <laughs> I had to read Jake's. Yeah, but um, I kind of like how we just, not spiraled, but, you know, like, initially we were going to do this as, like, a, a fun topic. And then we got into, like, the really serious side of it. And I think that kind of explains us. Because, like, we could be fun and quirky and then, you know, have this serious conversation about the same topic so i think that was kind of fun for us i agree yeah all right and next we have our guest segment hey guest would you like to introduce yourself (laughs) sure um my name is holly Pacheco. um i am friends with jess from high school and elementary school i guess now and um i currently go to upenn guys i finally brought a home friend on the show I know. I thought I was going to be the first one, but Jess beat me to it, so. <laughs> I'm flattered. <laughs> All right, guest, Holly, what is your topic? <laughs> okay, so something I want to talk about today um, is women in athletics or being like an athlete at a university or even for your own recreation and um, body image um, things that come with it. I'm like really excited to like hear this topic, um, but why did you pick it? Um, sure. So um, I currently row on the Penn women's crew team, 
and um, I've rode all four years. I've also been an athlete throughout high school and middle school, so it goes way, way back. And um, it's definitely something that I feel like I've faced at least throughout my time at Penn. Um, and it's something that I think has also like shaped my experience. And I think it's awesome. I think it's something that women should talk about, boys and girls should talk about. Um, but I think it's something that all athletes across the board face. Very good, very good stuff. Okay, so obviously I know that you've been an athlete forever, um, but like, what do you love about being an athlete specifically in college? I absolutely love the team aspect. The team is 100% my family. We do everything together. It's kind of like my sorority. Um, we're also really close with the men's team, so the lightweight and heavyweight team um, are pretty much like our best friends, which has always been amazing. Um, I I know no one can see me, <clears throat> but I'm currently uh, five six, so I am not going to row after college. I am not built like a rower, um, so I definitely do this for fun, and I definitely wouldn't have stuck out with it if it wasn't for like the community aspect from it. Given also the physical aspect, like that endorphin rush, man, really really gets to you after <laughs> a practice <laughs> or a race, which is also really fun. But I would say the community part of it has been absolutely amazing. That's awesome. How did you get into rowing? Did you do it in like high school? Um, yeah, so I actually um, started when I was a junior in high school. Um, I unfortunately tore my ACL twice playing lacrosse. So had to stop playing lacrosse and I picked up rowing as a form of rehab and absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it. <laughs> just just casually like rehab <laughs> plays in college. Okay. All right, <laughs> let, me, let me put this straight. It was either that or swimming and your girl sinks. So, <laughs> so rowing it was. I picked it up, absolutely fell in love with it, and then I committed to pen my um, senior fall around Labor Day. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it was very exciting for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm the least athletic friend of my home friends easily, so we had at one point three out of five of us played a, played a sport in college, and I was the least, I am the least athletic of the five of us easily. <laughs> And Holly went from being really good at one sport to being really good at another sport in like six months. And we were all like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Penn for rowing. And I was like, what? You picked up rowing last week. Like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like some people are just naturally athletic. I'm not one of them. Um, but obviously it's not all perfect sunshine rainbows. So why don't you tell us about some of the things like you don't like as much about being an athlete? Yeah, absolutely. So something that comes... Um, with being an athlete is definitely the strength behind it. So obviously, rowing is a cardio sport for anyone who does any type of cardio, for example, running, swimming, um, biking. It's something that you can always be improving on. It's not necessarily like a hard skill, like you can always like keep getting faster. So the point of rowing is that obviously, you erg, which is the rowing machine. If anyone's seen them at the gym, they're very funny. Um, you <laughs> row a lot. So it's a huge time commitment. Um, I have two practices practices a day, um, about a two-hour one in the morning, and then about an hour and a half to two hours at night. It averages about 16 to 20 hours a week. And so that is definitely a, a time suck. So um, that's why also you're so close with the, crew, the girls on the team or the guys on the team because you just see them so much. Um, so that's definitely one thing. And the other thing that comes along with it is that even though it's a cardio sport, you also need a lot of power and a lot of watts behind what you produce. So a lot of times you'll put on weight. So I've definitely, depending on the season, I'll put on probably like five to 10 pounds um, just of muscle to try and be more powerful. And um, I know it's a hard thing to talk about with as women in particular, because obviously like 
you want to be like a certain type of body type, you see all these like Instagram influencers or you see um, people's like stories or whatnot. And you're just like, oh, like I want to be skinny. But as a rower, like I'm definitely like my body type is meant to move boats, which means that I usually have to pack on muscle. And for me, especially my freshman year, that was really hard because I wanted to be like, you know, thin and thin is usually pertained to pretty or at least the way that's how I interpreted it. I won't talk about anybody else. So the way I interpret it is that thin is pretty. So um, to me, putting on that weight and putting on muscle, I didn't think was pretty. And so that's something that's I've definitely throughout my time at Penn, I've been trying to work with. But now that I'm a senior and I'm a grandma and this is literally my last season rowing ever and I'm sad, um, I'm now like totally accepting of it. And I actually I do think it's beautiful because um, I know that like bodies change and you definitely have control over it. But it's something that I think all athletes and women athletes in particular do have to face when they are either like putting on or even have to cut weight like that is hard, especially handling it also with college and your social life and you want to go out and drink or um, and you may like not sleep one night and your food schedule may get all screwed up. So I know it's something that at least a lot of women athletes have to handle or at least like have to like plan out. How how did oh, I sounded really loud there? <laughs> um, how did you become more accepting of it? Like, what changed over the years that you're like, wow, okay, this is beautiful. This is like what I want to look like. What I do look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely. I I'm I'm a huge foodie. I am a nutrition junkie. I have literally like five cookbooks next to my bedside table, which is sad, but also love to cook. So I um became really into nutrition. I've tried all the different types of things out there, like you name it. I was literally just doing a plant-based diet. Not that anybody was interested in that. <laughs> but but um I love trying new things. I'm a huge meal prep girl, so instead of doing homework on Sundays when I'm hungover, I'm usually cooking. And um, so kind of planning out my foods and knowing exactly what I put in my body and getting off a dining plan definitely helped me. And part of it, too, was honestly having conversations with, like, my sisters, who I'm very close with, my family, my friends, and also seeing the times that I was producing get better. So even if, like, maybe I was physically, like, a couple pounds heavier, like, I was moving up on the team. So to me, I was like, okay, even, like, a few pounds can help me move up like that's totally fine I can do this and I also realized that like our bodies are very malleable and they're very flexible so like if you want to lose weight after college or if you want to gain weight after college as well because there are some people also who have a struggle holding on weight or holding on muscle which I know is like a whole other animal in itself so I am blessed with being able to take on as much weight as I want um (laughs) but um I think it just was me being like okay like my body's a machine I can take it as I wish and um, if I'm doing what I love which is like moving boats then that's pretty badass and I know that if I want to change it later this isn't permanent and I know that I'm not rowing after college I'll row for fun I'll do alumni things but I know that I can kind of do whatever I want with my body which is pretty cool and it's definitely taken a while for me to accept but I think it was also just like growing up some just like the growing pains getting used to it and then just being like no this is beautiful (laughs) and I think like even not I guess from an athletic standpoint, when I think about freshman year, like freshman year, I put on weight just because I was eating differently and I had a different sleep schedule and I was drinking more and I was like, I feel like that's a little bit natural, but I think like one of the biggest hardships of freshman year is like looking at everybody's Instagram and Snapchat stories and like we're all trying to like out college each other on social media. And I think that definitely contributed to the way I felt about my body image. Yeah, no, absolutely. And 
I oh my god, freshman fifteen girl. I I gained weight both naturally and then from crew, so it was absolutely hysterical. But um, no, it, and that's something also that just comes with being an athlete. Like you have to go to bed. You have to, you can't go out like three four nights a week. Like I go out personally. This is just me. So again, I won't speak for any other athletes out there. You're badasses, but um, I usually go out like once a week, maybe twice a week, and I have to go to bed. I have to put my ass to bed <laughs> because otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to do well and because crew is such a big time commitment the way that I approach it is that I might as well just go all in and not half-ass it and give all my time to this versus just like showing up to practice like hungover or still drunk or literally not like just not ready because it's it's such a big time commitment then there's absolutely no reason to do it and I really do actually like love the aspects of crew and like I could talk about boats all day so I'm not gonna bore you but um just part of that is also like the growing pains of like putting on muscle like changing your body composition like being sore all the time like having your hands feel like leather and it's totally fine because at least to me now that it's actually almost done and that I'm literally going to be graduating in three months. Stop. Um, no G word. <laughs> um, now I realize how actually like badass it is to be a women a woman athlete in college. And like I have so much more respect for all the different types of sports out there and the people who actually like do it every day because it's you know it's not easy and it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, you just talked a little bit about like female empowerment and being a female athlete. Is there like can you think back, was there, like, a mentor for you, like, especially, like, when you got to school that, like, pushed you to, like, keep going when it felt really tough or when you were having those issues with the way you felt about yourself? Like, do you, like, you talked about a crew as a community and, like, how could you talk a little bit more about the women's part? Absolutely. So, actually, the coach that recruited me um, to go to Penn definitely um, understood me better than most people. She's no longer coaching on the team, um, but her name was her name is Libby. And um, when she was recruiting me, obviously, again, for some visualization, I'm 5'6", and um, the average person on my team, average woman on my team is probably around like 5'10". So I'm definitely a shorty of the crew. And um, this one coach definitely saw who I was. She heard about my lacrosse story. And um, she also was a lightweight, so I'm kind of built more as a lightweight rower, even though I'm technically not a lightweight, but I was thinking about going that path. And so um, she was a lightweight herself when she rode, and... Um, she was the one person who I actually think like saw me and saw my potential because obviously when she recruited me I wasn't that fast um, just because I started so late and definitely helped me throughout my time at Penn like anytime I was struggling I was always able to go to her and talk to her either about crew or school or career things and then even as she left the team like I saw her last summer um, up at like our river house like literally bumped into her on the street because her family goes there um, so it's definitely um, she 100% helped me like start off my college experience and then I'd, ha I'd probably have to give a shout out to my coach now um, who has just been there literally through everything and is very understanding um, because different coaches have different coaching styles sometimes they're like hard asses and are like oh you need to do this or I'm kicking you off the team and then some are very understanding and um, kind of show love in different ways and my coach is definitely one of those people who is more of the caring side and I'm extremely fortunate to have him as a coach because I again just because of the way that I approach crew, like, I don't know if I'd actually stay, I don't know if I would have stayed with the sport all four years if I wasn't for, like, the coaches that helped me out. And I think, like, so I've visited Holly and watched her row, and it's, like, it's pretty, inc it's pretty incredible to watch, and, like, 
there's like a lot of yelling and like it's a really cool sport to watch. So I mean, when you think about like crew as part of your college experience, so like obviously I know I did not play a sport. I was in clubs, but it's like not the same time commitment as being a D1 athlete. Like how has crew both improved your college experience or how has it hindered your college experience like in making friends and being social in your major and all that jazz yeah no okay favorite topic um just asking the hard-hitting questions <laughs> no it's okay i actually love it because it's very reflecting for me because i feel like i got four years under my belt that i can talk about um yeah okay so i'll talk about the cons first just to get those out of the way because overall it's been an extremely positive experience so um just putting that out there first so con wise again it's definitely a huge time commitment um, there have been nights when like you want to go out or you want to go to like a date night or like have a night to yourself and then you have to go to bed because you have crew and you have to wake up at 6 a.m. And for college students, that hurts <laughs> physically, <laughs> emotionally, psychologically. Um, so that in itself has definitely been um, one of the things that I've struggled with just because when we're in season, we practice six days a week and we have doubles every day. Um, so and then Saturday, it's like a four hour practice. So it's just like huge time commitment. Um in itself um also the physical aspect of it there's some growing pains there getting faster hurts um but it's also pretty awesome and you get a huge high off of it so like that's kind of like a pro anacon um but honestly it's definitely shaped my college experience again with the community we're like best friends with the guys team like those guys i've pretty much grown up with at penn and have been absolutely amazing my team is my family i live with all of them or i live with some of them right now um the senior class who have survived there's six of us and we're all extremely close like really really good friends um it's definitely made me an early riser it's definitely um given me it's definitely like given some calluses on my hands where um i don't mind to get my hands dirty or <laughs> or um uh yeah persevere but it's uh definitely taught me how to have grit and kind of like leadership I guess in a different way because the point of crew is that um you all have to work together so if one person kind of just goes haywire in the boat you're actually taking away speed so the point of rowing is that you all row together in sync perfectly so it's definitely huge 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 like focus on teamwork and everyone working together and trusting each other um which I think is extremely unique and I probably have taken it for granted so I'm actually excited to start work next year and kind of see how that kind of like transpires because it's it's a team-based sport like you cannot go on your own so I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm gonna take away from crew how do you like keep in sync with the others on the boat I'm just like here like you know also how many how many are in a are in the boat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's great I uh, <clears throat> rowing 101 <laughs> so um there is a four-man boat so there's uh four rowers and a coxswain so that's five total in one boat there's also an eight-person boat um where it's eight rowers and a coxswain so nine total i know the answer but what's a coxswain a coxswain is someone who um steers the boat and they're facing the correct direction so the way that the boat is going they're facing that way um everyone else is facing backwards because that's like how the rowing stroke works out <clears throat> and the coxswain is telling us what to do like where the other boats are, they usually run practice, so they'll do drills. Um, they also, if something is out of sync or if they see someone maybe not um, doing something right, they will usually tell that person. So it's kind of like an internal coach. Um, I, um, I'm i stroke seat, which means that I physically like face the coxswain. Like I'm looking at the coxswain and my job is to set the rhythm for the boat. And um, I have become very close with my coxswains and um, they're absolutely amazing. I, I call one of them my mom and um, I'll literally tell her before a race, like, 
Caroline, like, you have to take me to my dark place. And she's like, I'll take you there. And then, like, literally with, like, a minute left, she'll, like, yell at me. She's like, you, you're you blacking out. And I'm like, I'm blacking out. We're, we're going, like, okay, like, 300 meters left. Let's go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the coxswains, um, I give them a lot of credit because they handle a lot that the coaches throw at them. And they, they help win races because they tell us what to do. Oh, awesome. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I've also never, like, Holly was, I feel like you were always an early riser, even before crew. I've never, like, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter if we've, we're up till three in the morning, you know, catching up with our home friends, Holly gets up at seven, no matter what. <laughs> Six. Six. No, literally, the sun enters the picture. Holly's awake. I will literally be still in Holly's bed at like 10 a.m. And she's like up. She's probably already worked out, made breakfast, eaten it, like, <laughs> probably done three chores, and I'm like getting out of bed. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit more about like healthy ways to like gain muscle and cut weight and eat healthy and all that jazz? Absolutely. So nutrition. Um, <laughs> so you can work out all you want. You can go to the gym. You can pump some iron. You know, do do whatever <laughs> you <laughs> you know, like good good whatever you want to do. However, if you don't fuel your body properly, then you won't. Um, be able to sustain it or you won't be able to actually gain muscle mass. So one of the huge aspects of um, any type of sport or being an athlete is nutrition. And as I've said, I'm a foodie. Absolutely, I'm addicted to it. So um, I meal prep constantly. Everything that I eat or put in my body is intentional unless it's a Saturday night when I can literally eat a whole pizza. Um, that does not count. <laughs> but um, Saturday nights never count. <laughs> Saturday nights never count. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's Sunday mornings. They just don't count. Um, but um, definitely nutrition. So getting enough protein in your system. I literally, if you come up to me at any point of the day in my backpack, I will have a full meal in my backpack. I have like power bars. I got snacky snacks. Like um, I usually have like pita chips on me or um any type of like nuts or seeds, and then I'll have lunch on me. Um, I'll usually have like Powerade, water, um, literally like I'm, I'm a walk-in kitchen just because <laughs> you never know when hunger hits. And I'm like, well, I'm hungry. It's one of those things too where I've realized that like you do have to listen to your body. So even if it's like a weird time of day and you're like, I shouldn't eat right now because it's not lunchtime or it's not dinner. Um, if you like had a really hard workout that morning and you're hungry, like you have to eat like there's no reason not to. And if you don't, that's probably going to hinder your performance later in the day or even tomorrow. So um, just making sure that you actually listen to your body, that you feel properly. There's a certain amount of proteins that you're supposed to have. Like it's like have your body weight in grams um, that you're supposed to have every single day. And then making sure you have a healthy balance of like fruits, vegetables. Um, I love quinoa and farro and any type of rice. So I'll usually add that. I'm addicted to sweet potatoes. I can literally eat all the sweet potatoes in the world. Um, <laughs> Love sweet potatoes. <laughs> literally addicted. Um, I make tons of omelets, all that good stuff. But it's just kind of like... How do you flip an omelet? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, it's a very specific technique. Um, no, I literally <laughs> take a spatula, pray, and then literally just flip it. And usually yeah, that, okay, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly also makes a very good stir fry. Stir fry is my... Bi- oh, am I allowed to curse here? Yes. yes. Cool. Stir fry is my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holly, like, uh, if you ever find yourself in the Philly area, you should go visit Holly. Um, she makes a great stir fry. We, we did it when I visited her and we'll probably do it a lot this semester when I am in Philly, but she is a great cook. Like, I, with the stir fry was so good. We did eat it out of mugs because the classic college kid because thing. we didn't have bowls. <laughs> but um, it's really good. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome for anyone who's curious. Lots of vegetables, lots of rice, lots of chicken, some teriyaki sauce. Mm. 
and really an egg. Easy. And an egg. It's really easy. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay could be on Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, it's really bad. No, my parents <laughs> literally bought me like a cookbook for Christmas because I don't know how to cook. So um, I've been doing a little bit of that this week. Just the veggies, though, like the really basic stuff. Like That's amazing. Asparagus and green beans. Hey, you have <laughs> I to feel like green somewhere. beans could not be easier. Like, I feel like you put them in water, boom, done. <laughs> no, and then you have to like saute them and you know make a meal you have to like make a meal out of them you know <laughs> how do you like i'm not just like eating green beans <laughs> did you cook a protein yeah chicken just, yeah, yeah that's one's really easy yeah <laughs> but i'm learning new ways to cook chicken before i just like kind of like threw it on a pan with like some oil you know and but now i'm gonna like bake it in or broil it or so, something i don't know the correct sounds terms. delicious yeah see thank you holly <laughs> holly can start sending you weekly recipes thank you i make the same things every week honestly i get addicted to certain recipes and then that's it honestly send them my way <laughs> okay no problem i got you girl <laughs> what is your favorite recipe right now Ooh, um let's see i'm currently on avocado toast bender which oh, is literally the as best. simple as it can be so i'll um get like green bread or something toast it have avocado, and then I'll put an egg on top. And then if anybody knows Trader Joe's, everything but the bagel spice. <gasps> so good. It's crack. We it's have amazing. Like, we have, like, so many bottles in our house. So good. So I'll smother that on, and then um, I always put some salsa. And then if I'm really hungry, I'll probably throw a veggie burger on there as well. Like, I literally, like, and if you actually, if I told you my meals, like, I really do eat a lot because I, I do have to. But um, all of it is delicious. And I try and I do try and spice it up. But as soon as I find something that I like, like, that's my dinner every single night of the week. So, Jess, <laughs> when you're coming to Philly tonight, guess what we're having? Avocado toast. <laughs> Get excited. <laughs> um, so, when thinking a little bit about food, like, specifically, like, like guilty pleasure eating, I guess, like, when people eat, like, like you said, the pizza, the chicken fingers, the fat chickens, the variety of other bad foods, like, how do you deal with, you know, eating those and, like, not becoming super negative, like, when it happens? Because I think, like, whether an athlete or not, sometimes they eat a half of a pizza and the next morning I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? So like, how do you deal with that, especially because you're an athlete and you know it's going to like impact your performance? Sure, yeah. I guess one thing that I've learned too is that, I mean, you have to be kind to yourself in this type of thing. So like, if you eat the pizza, eat the damn pizza. I mean, you should see the rowers eat. We can eat more than you could possibly think, especially after a really hard workout nobody cares what they're putting in their body even though we probably should more but like we'll go to the dining hall and then eat like whatever we want including ice cream totally doesn't matter I'm the type of person that if I buy a pint of ice cream I can't just have one bite like if I buy the pint I eat the pint in one sitting that's just like a thing so I know that when I buy it I just have to be careful when I buy it um but um it totally depends on the time of week and like the stage you're at like it honestly it really doesn't matter. Like, if you want to eat whatever you want to eat, that's totally fine. And then once you go to work out, if it impacts your workout and you start noticing it, like, I've definitely had times where, like, I've gone to a date night or something where I've gone out the night before, ate chicken fingers, ate fries, came home, had, like, peanut butter, and I was chugging water trying to, like, drown the alcohol out of my system, woke up the next <laughs> day, felt like shit, had to practice at, like, 6.30 a.m., and I was like, okay, not smart tomorrow 
we're going to be better and things like that because it is college at the end of the day and when a girl's got to eat a girl's got to eat and like you definitely it's a definitely a learning experience like I am by no means a pro at this and that's why I think nutrition so much fun because you can always change what you're doing and play around with it um but like yeah no the amount of shit that I eat is probably not normal <laughs> and not healthy but at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, okay, like, sure, you did that one day, but the beautiful thing about nutrition is that you eat every day, so it's like, you can always change it the next day. Okay, so how does your relationship with your body, like, is it now, like, really good? Does it still ebb and flow? Like, because, like, obviously, I think you're beautiful, and, like, <laughs> but, you know, that's, like, same, <laughs> but, like, and I, like, I'm always, like, Holly's so hot, <laughs> like, but, like, obviously, like, you, everyone has a very some people have a very difficult relationship with their body like i can definitely vouch for someone who has learned you don't have to love your body but you have to respect your body and i think that's something that's taken me in still learning that but like how has your relationship with your body changed or like how does it change in the course of like a month a year like do you still have moments where you feel really negative how and how do you come out of those moments absolutely and i think that's one of the reasons why i did want to bring this up into conversation and i know it's been a very positive conversation and i think it's important to talk about it but obviously like I'm still, like, a girl at the end of the day who also just, like, wants to feel beautiful in her own skin. And um, it's something that I think you said it perfectly. It comes in ebbs and flows. Um, if anybody knows my sisters, they're absolutely gorgeous. And they are very tiny. So I'll, like, go home for break. And, um, you know, I'm slim thick. Like, I got, some, I got something in my body. <laughs> and I, 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 your girl's got muscle. And then I go next to them who are very skinny and absolutely gorgeous. And so I'll go home and I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, I, this is not okay. Like, I need to change everything. Like, I, I'm not happy with this. And then I'll go back to school and, like, I'll be around, like, other rowers. And then I, f I feel like we're all beautiful because I feel like it's that, that's the type of environment that we're in. And even walking around school, it's, like, all the different types of people. Absolutely. I, like, have been very accepting of my body. It has been a growing relationship. So it's definitely changed throughout my time. Right now, personally, if you're curious, like, I'm totally fine with the way I look. I think um, I think all bodies are beautiful. I do. I don't think that – I think that weight is a number, and it can change depending on what you want to do with your body or not change. It's totally up to you. Um, so I just, again, proponent, all bodies are beautiful. Um, but me personally, um, it all depends kind of like where I am and I guess who I am surrounded by because I feel like when I'm at school and I'm like in that environment and like I'm around all these other badass women, I'm just like, wow, we're awesome. And then maybe I'll like go back and like sometimes when I go home, it gets a little hard and that's not anything against like people at home. Sometimes it's just like when I feel like I get taken out of context and maybe people don't even know that I row or something. And I'm just kind of like, oh, like, maybe I wish I was a little thinner right now. But at the same time, I feel like everybody kind of has those thoughts. Or they wish they were thinner. Or they wish they had a little bit more weight on their body. Because maybe they can't hold weight. And, like, because there are tons of people out there who do that as well. And um, it's a growing relationship. Um, but I am a huge proponent of, like, being kind to yourself. Being kind to your body. Um, it's something that I've learned again is very malleable it's very flexible it's something you can change so if you're not happy with it you 100% have the power to change it which always gives me hope and kind of has made me more zen about the way I look because I know it's one of those things that like I'm a rower for a very finite amount of time and then when I graduate I do want to become a different type of athlete like I already have like all that planned out 
And I already know that my body's going to change. And I think that accepting yourself and knowing what you do and like, hey, it's pretty badass to move boats. Like no matter what size you are, like it's pretty badass. And I think, again, like a body that can do that is absolutely gorgeous. So just shout out to all my pen women rower out there. Y'all are beautiful. (laughs) This is this has honestly been like super awesome to hear you talk about it because you've been so incredibly open and honest with us and like. I, I know I appreciate it. I'm sure Jess does too. But this, like, this has been great. Um, is there something that you wish that you were more open about? This, it's that time. You, you know the time. That I wish I was more open about. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, that I wish I was more open about. I think that. I think that I always tell everybody that my body is a work in progress. I think just in terms of body imaging, I'm always like, oh, like I'm gonna lose weight. Like, or I'm, I'm going to lose muscle mass or I'm, I'm going to lean out. So I feel like I'm very much like I say things that I'm going to do. And sometimes I just like, don't really be like, no, I'm awesome. Like right now, like the way this is right now, like I like it, like it's pretty awesome. This is the way I am. And yeah, I'm an athlete and yeah, I move boats and yeah, it's awesome. And yeah, I like the way I look. Like, I feel like I haven't really said that in a really long time. I know I just told you, like, right now I'm, like, fine with the way I look, but I've never actually been, like, yeah, I look, like, awesome. Like, I <laughs> love the way I look and things like that. I always feel like I look at myself as a work in progress and sometimes I don't, like, stop and smell the flowers. Like, I think it's important to be, like, you're doing great, sweetie. Like, right now, everything's <laughs> awesome. And I think that's something that I'm trying, that I'm still constantly working on. Uh-huh. Well, I'll- Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been a blast. This has been great. <laughs> you, you're you great and so eloquent and articulate. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode of Sorry We're Open. Yep. <laughs> Season two is here, people, and we are so excited for it. The most excited. <laughs> and we hope you enjoyed our first episode back. I thought it was Really great to cover a variety of interesting topics. Yeah, we kind of ran the gamut on, like, everything we talked about, but in, like, the best way. So, per usual, follow us on Instagram at Sorry We're Open Podcast. Um, if you follow us, I'll give you a sticker. Maybe there's some merch coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's news to me. I would love some merch. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if you um, would like to be a guest, hit us up. Um, either on the podcast, text me, smoke signal, bad signal, really anything. But thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.